Welcome back to the Close to Home podcast, everyone. Thank you for joining us again. Um, today we are going to be. Well, I am David. This is Chris, and uh, we just we just say want to say welcome, welcome home. Um, thank you for joining us today. Um, today we're going to be talking. What I'm looking at down here, we're going to be talking about this. So this is one of the many books that Chris has written. This is called Room to Breathe, and the way he designed the book, each one of the chapters is a lie, right? That we tell ourselves that we, you know, hold in the heart, yeah. in the mind, right? Um, and the lie being the chapter title and then diving into the truth about telling yourself that lie. So before we get started, um, like, comment, subscribe, share, send that out to everyone. Uh, we just want to reach whoever we can reach, um, with the messages that we have on here, uh, the people that we have on here. So by all means do whatever you can to get it out there. Um, so we can just continue to reach more people. Um, so that being said, we're going to dive into this. And today, uh, we're going to talk about one of the chapters and the lie is my mental health struggles make me less of a Christian. Mm. He said, mm, all right, right off the bat, right? <laughs> so um, my my thoughts on that, like we were talking a couple minutes ago, just because of today's world, everybody being so self-focused, right? Self-help, self-this, self-that, right? Um, not saying that you're not supposed to take care of yourself, right? Because we have to, but the way that we're kind of wired through social media and everything, um, feeling like we're turning away from God, right? Opposed to going to him for the help, right? So let's buckle up and uh, let's get into it. So if you don't mind, kind of diving into that chapter yeah. and uh, how that came yeah, so when I was 27, I for me like the idea of going to counseling was always felt like ridiculous. Like I just for me I just thought that like that's what what you do if you're like crazy. <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> In whatever way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just thought that was not but I was struggling with fear and anxiety and all this stuff so eventually I broke and I and I went to go see a counselor. And I was diagnosed by this psychiatrist with OCD. And I felt so weird about that. Like I felt shameful. And, and since then I've, it's been a real, like I had been struggling with it before that, but it's like a real struggle. Like yeah. I, I, I don't like talking about it because yeah. not only as, so where that chapter came from is like my, so each of the chapters, as you said, is, is a lie. And I attempt to deconstruct that lie in, in those chapters, um, the different, the, the different ones. Yeah, but for this one in particular, my mental health struggles make me less of a Christian. I mean, I feel that. And especially as a pastor, there's a part of me that's like, when I put that in the book or when I tell our congregation, like, like even in, in Sunday's message, yeah. I, I, I said that I struggled with OCD and mm -hmm. I, and I've, and part of me honestly regrets saying it. Like, I know that it was, it, I know it wasn't a bad thing to share, but the fear is that people will not want to 
listen to me if they know that I have that struggle. Right. And it's, and, and I know there's something so broken about that, but as a Christian and as a pastor, there's some part of me that feels like, well, because almost like I'm doing Jesus a disservice, right. uh, like I'm not repping him well mm-hmm. by being honest about what I struggle with, right. which as I say that, I'm like, sounds so backwards, <laughs> but it's like, there's some part of me that feels like, well, you're a Christian, you should have it together. And That's I, exactly what and I, was I don't know where of. I got that idea. But I mean, people, society, the way people perceive Christians and how they're supposed to be. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Right. We've talked about that before, but that for me, when you said that, that's what popped into my head. We're not allowed to acknowledge that we need help because I've seen it plenty of times before the finger gets pointed and says, well, how come your God's not helping you? How come, how come your God's not healing you? Why? How do yeah. you, right, person who follows Jesus, have a mental issue? Yeah. And let's take it a step further. Like you said, hey, pastor, why why are you standing up here leading your flock saying, I have an issue. I have a mental disorder. How yeah. do you have that? Yeah. And it's like, and and to be further candid, what I also hate to share is that there's many that I that there's medication involved yeah. that I see a psychiatrist and I like, I don't like talking about that, but just, you know, we try to make this podcast as real as possible. Yeah, yeah. And there's, I am, I'm really guarded about obviously not, not as much as I used to be, but I'm pretty right. guarded about that just because there's some part of me that's like, Oh, if I, if I know that he takes medication, then I, then it's like, yeah, like is God even helping him? Right. Is 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 he is he yeah. even like real about his right about what like is Jesus really in his life if he needs yeah. extra help? Right. You know, and and, and and it's not again we go back to you know we have to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Right? And that the Lord tells us to take care of ourselves, right? And it's not just hey, yes, he provides everything that we need, but it's not just sit on the floor in the fetal position and say, all right, God, you got everything. I'm not going to, I don't have to do anything because that's not, that's not the case. So you still need to go out there and, and seek the help that you need. And again, in your case, doing that and whether it's medication, whether it's, you know, whatever course of action that, that the doctors say, Hey, let's try this to help you get from point A to point B. Yes. Right. And, in the, in the same breath, that is, again, let's go back to being very, very men. Yeah. We have a hard time of admitting all those things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No matter where you are, where you're at, right? We've all been there. Like, I've had my own issues with not wanting to accept things over the years and yeah. trying to suppress them and, and that little jar, Right? Got that jar, you open it up, you stuff everything down into the bottom of it. Yeah. As much as you can. Yeah. At some point, that jar is not going to be able to hold it. Yeah. And what's going to happen? It's going to break. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to break. Everything's going to come flooding out. And in some cases, that happens. In a lot of cases, I'll say that. It happens at a time that is not good to people that it's not meant for, right? And you 
damage those relationships, right? Yeah. Might go off on your, on your wife or, uh-huh. or, or a spouse or, or, or a loved one, a child, uh, brother, sister, mom, whatever, yeah. you know, you go off on the wrong person because of all these things that you've been suppressing for X amount of years comes to a head and there you go. So again, in, in your in your case with the, with the OCD, it was got to the point where you needed to get the help. So going yeah. and getting the help that you needed, taking that step, that's a, again, and I say men, because that's the perspective that, oh, yeah. that we have, you know, but men, women, same, you know, that, that ego kicks in and says, okay. Right. I want you to perceive, I, I want you to perceive yep. me as yep. Chris. I know <laughs> nobody thinks this, but I want, but there's some part of me that wants you to, and when I say you, I mean, universal you that wants you to think of me as like, he's got it. Like he doesn't need anything. He doesn't need any help. He's fine yeah. all the time. Yeah. He's the rock. I can, I can always turn to him. Right. And it's like, right. so to admit that vulnerability and say like, wow, I need help. Yeah. I don't even like saying those words. Yeah. I need help. <laughs> right. right. I don't like, I don't, I don't like saying it. I, yeah. I, I'm okay with you saying yeah. it yeah. and I'm okay with trying to help you, but yeah. I want to be the helper, yeah. not the helpee. Exactly. And, I, I injured my foot yesterday. Right. So my foot is right now in a, in a brace. I rolled it up underneath me, sprained it really bad. Thought it might have been torn ligaments or something, but doctors say, hey, just sprained. But needing the help, right? So I drive myself to the doctor, right? Get there. I, I, I used a PVC pipe as my cane to walk in because I didn't have anything else. So I had to walk from the parking lot. <laughs> right? So, you know, get in there, get checked out. Boom. Come back. Now I got crutches. I'm on, I'm, I come home. My wife, she's trying to take care of me but I'm not admitting that I need the help. Right. Right. Knock on the, the hard head. Right. So I'm not admitting. And again, you know, not a mental health issue, but it's, it, it, it equates to the same thing. Yeah. Knowing clearly seeing that you need the help. Yes. I'm trying to get up and go get some water and go, you know, make a bowl of food or something. Yeah. And she's just like, if you don't sit down and allow me to help you. So then I say, okay, when we're talking about this, the people who can step in, to help us, right? Again, take it a step further and say, the Lord's saying, hey, allow me to help you. Go yes. tell these people you need help. Yes. Yeah. Go knock on that door, go pick up that phone and say, hey, I'm struggling and I need help. Yeah. Being yeah. able to admit that we need help and be vulnerable. And again, you're vulnerable on stage, we're vulnerable on here. Like there needs to be more of that more vulnerability, yeah. especially yeah. with men, because yeah. we tend to just go, okay, we're raised to be tough, strong, right? And there's nothing weak. Please listen and hear this when I say this. There is nothing weak about admitting that you need help. Yeah. I don't... Oh, yeah. I don't know if you feel the same. Oh, I do. I, I know uh, you do, but think about 100%. that. 100%. I'm like... And I... Like I know, I know personally from people around me and I know, especially everyone going through, going through the pandemic, what that did to us. I mean, 
it, you don't have to be a psychologist to know that mm -hmm. mental health issues are on the rise. And I think that it's like, whether it's depression or just you know, whatever you're facing to be able to say, listen, I can't do this on my own. Yeah. I'm going to reach out to a counselor. Like I've been in counseling since 2015, 16. Wow. Yeah. And it's just stayed in it. Yeah. And it, and it, and it helps. It's, it, it's one of the tools that I believe that God's used to help just bring, cause, cause the OCD is kind of like the surface level stuff. Right. It's attached to stuff from my past. Absolutely. Like losing my mom when I was a kid, all that stuff. Yeah. And we all have baggage. You know, I, I can't, to be honest, I can't imagine somebody who wouldn't benefit in some way, shape or form. Of course, my wife being a counselor adds to this perspective, yeah. but I, I can't imagine a person that seeing a counselor wouldn't help. But that for me was a major step when I first started because it was just like, it felt like, uh, you know, with my, with my wallet, I was saying, I can't do, I, I can't navigate life on my own right now. Yeah which was, which is, which is hard. Like, yeah. you know, especially like when you're not rolling in money to be able to be able to say like, you know, it's worth 120 bucks a month or whatever it happens to yeah. be to, yeah, you know, yeah, to receive help. That's, and I, I was going to bring that up and I'm glad you did yeah. because some people would say, Hey, I don't, I don't have the funds to be able to do that. And I I get that we've all been in a place financially where we're just not, you know, you may not even be able to get yourself a meal, right? So from that, from your experience, what, what did you do to say, okay, if I don't have the funds to do this, where can I go? Is there anything that you came across that was like, hey, this helped me get from you know, maybe not, maybe not being able to have the funds to a place where these people, maybe this is for free. This is for anything like that, that you've come across. Yeah. I'm like, even like in a church, like, so there's so many, so much baggage attached to church. But I think that when you really find a church that you can connect with mm -hmm. and you start to develop relate like friendships within that church, which a lot of times you have to really pursue, I mean, I think one of the things that's been helpful is me taking vulner vulnerability risks with people. So like finding friends and, and it's not something that I have done. It's something I'm, I'm, it is something I have done. It's something I'm also currently doing. Yeah. Like even in this setting, like I wasn't, yeah. I didn't know what I was going to say <laughs> and, yeah. and sharing it mm -hmm. feels humbling and, and, and hard, but yeah. it's also like, it feels healing too. Yeah. Like there's something therapeutic about putting out there. Like this is a real struggle of mine. Right. And I think that, so I think being intentional about who you surround yourself with, I think having, you know, the, I think sometimes, you know, I, the way I kind of look at relationships is on a scale of one to 10, you can have, you know, I tend to be pretty vulnerable. So I'll, I can like go to four with most people on right. a scale of one to 10. But I got to have some sevens, eights, and nines in there. Absolutely. With God, I'm always going to try to go 10. Yeah. But then with, obviously, with my wife and with, with some close friends, I need to have some people in my life that I can say, this is, this is what's going on. Yeah. So beyond counseling, I would say that. I would say reading. Like, I, it's so basic. But, mm -hmm. like, 
I thought I felt so alone with OCD. So like reading, going through books on it and learning like, you know, from what psychiatrists have written and people have, have contributed to this topic has been helpful. And, and just embracing kind of a marathon pace. Like I don't, I still struggle with it. And I hate admitting that. I wish I could say, I wish I could be speaking this from the top of the mountain and saying, listen, I have ascended amid the heights, you know. I'm here. I made it one. And this is how you do it. Right. If you would like right. to be like me. And, yeah. I, and that's not the place I'm coming from. So I'm still, and, and I think that's part of it is it's humbling. It's humbling to say that there's, it makes me think of, um, I, I was on this men's hike one time where, and I know it probably looks like I'm in perfect shape now, but at that point I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I was on this men's hike and I what um I wasn't in shape for that and I got to a point where everyone everyone was wearing a 35 pound pack yeah. about and we we were doing some ungodly hills that were just <laughs> terrible and yeah. I and I hit a point where I like lost steam mm-hmm. and the guys there was a the guys on the team like one guy carried my pack because we were getting close to to the campsite and it was so kind, but I felt like such a loser that I needed someone to help me in that, in that time. But the team was delighted to do that. And it just made me think there have been so many, you know, I think that people, when people succeed, I I don't, I don't know that there is such a thing as a self-made man. Or a self-made woman in, in that sense. I think that if, if you to really achieve anything worthwhile, you have to have a team. You know, it's like, I don't, I don't want to start like using cliches or whatever, but I'm just like, I just think that, you know, it makes me think of, I, I did this Marine Corps mud run one time and you had to, there were obstacles. That, uh, what I liked about it is there were obstacles that you you could not pass unless you used your team. The walls were too high. You had to do like a a fireman carry to the finish line. Someone had to carry you, you know, it it was, and it, and I so appreciated that. And I feel like there's a good connection there to the spiritual journey. This is a journey that where there are going to be obstacles and not that God God can't help you on his own, but God, a lot of times it's been my finding. I mean, it's been my finding continually that quite often the way that he chooses to help you is by bringing people alongside you. Absolutely. And, and a lot of times the way I want it to work is I want it to, I want to be spending time reading the Bible in the morning, get a great revelation just between me and God, yeah. not talk to anyone else about it yeah. and just be good to go. Yeah. Be like, I figured it out this morning at like, eight, yeah, eight, eight, eight o'clock. Back. I'm good. We're good. And now yeah. Yeah. what do you need? How can yeah. I help you how can, now? <laughs> how can I take what he gave me and help, help give it to you? And, well, and it hasn't it? worked like that. No. Not at all. Not even close. And man, that uh, <laughs> talking about the that mud run. Just I grew up on the Marine Corps base on, on Camp Lejeune site. So you know uh, that I, I know that uh, <laughs> they had Marines on the on yeah. the on the race that were yelling at us while oh, yeah. we were doing it. It was just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but <laughs> I wouldn't have made it as a Marine. You know, from that, I just um, you. Walking on that, walking on that hill and getting to the point where it was just like, I am tapped out, right? I don't know how many times I, I've, I've, I've come across that, um, mentally, 
Right. And just like breaking down. And, uh, you know, we talk about like, like, like God being there and, and, and helping and, yeah. and taking care of us. Right. I feel like I've ignored a lot when he's trying to put people in my path and, and, and have people be there to help me. And for me, when I realize that it always, it comes in the same way where I am just, I, I I'm, I'm going through it. Depression settles in and it's just like, why can I not shake this? And it just feels like a sledgehammer and it's like, it just hits me and it's just like balling on the floor. Just like, again, saying, going back to what you said, saying this, you feel like you're like, I shouldn't be saying this and be vulnerable, but no, like being like on the floor, on my face and just crying out and just like, God, what is going on? And he's like, Mm -hmm. Hey, I have been here with you the entire time. I have been putting people in your path and you keep ignoring me. You keep ignoring them. You got to lean on people. I mean, this, uh, the song, hey, lean on me. Hey, when you're yeah, not strong. It's true, I, man. I'm, I can, I'm, we he, can sing it together. You know right what I'm now. saying? Like, and it's just, but it's like, it's so simple. But because it's so simple, again, you want that revelation in the morning. I want to read the Bible, get the revelation, boom, and go with and it. Right. That's what, that's, that's what we want. We don't want to pay attention. I don't want to hear it through you it, because exactly. then I have to like help. I attribute some of my success to you or Thank something you. like that. Right. And I'm like, I don't want that. I want no. to take, a, I want kind of to take the credit yeah. a little bit. Absolutely. And that, but that, and that's, you know, how, how often, you know, do we talk about community? You know, how often is community preached? You know, how, how often is it friends love your neighbor? Like the, it, it's there for a reason, right? Because I don't have all the answers. And if I'm going through something, right. Mentally, I'm going through, I have, a, I, have, I have something going on, chemical imbalance. You know, people go back to that. Another thing people, I know I've been there. We talk about, you know, uh, going through things mentally and saying, I don't want to go talk to a doctor because if I go talk to a doctor, they're just going to medicate me. Yeah. And, and I don't want to, I don't want to do that. There are so many ways to help someone yeah. get past. Now, if it is something that you might need medication for, then okay. Then that's something that you talk to your doctor about. Yeah. The person who is helping you, that's something. And that's something, that's a, that's a plan that y'all come up with. It's not just as soon as you walk in the door, they're just tossing things at you. Take this, take that. No, but people have that misconception. I had that at one point. Right. But so I, I remember when I was a kid, me and my, me and my dad, we had to go. This is where my pushback for, um, talking to therapists or psychologists, psychiatrists, anybody that all, this is where I was, I was turned off from it. And I had to learn over the years to, to get over that. But I remember my father and I, it, it was, it was, I was at the point where I needed to test him. Right. I was at that age, like, all right, cool. I got my big boy pants on and I'm testing him. Right. So, <laughs> uh, I did, did not work out well for me at all. <laughs> I'm six two, six three ish. My dad's five nine. Uh, he put me in a blender, uh, basically, and uh, <laughs> I was like, "I can handle you." <laughs> Did not work out for me. Uh, and so, you know, we didn't talk for months. You know, I was I was sixteen, I believe. Yeah. Um, you know, so like I go to school, come home. He'd come home from work. I'd leave the house, walk right past each other, didn't speak, mm. didn't talk. My mom is just like, all right, enough is enough. So she had us sit down 
go, uh, go, go speak to a guy. And, um, you know, my dad at five, nine, you know, Marine Corps, uh, he looked like, I've seen him. He's, he, he's, yeah, he's but jacked. It's still, and he's 65 now and he's, he's still jacked. But back then he, he was, was like three times the size. So I was really? just like, you know, he was huge. And I was just like, you know what? I'm taller than you. I can take you. <laughs> yeah, just no. so y'all know, I'm about six two. David, David's got me by like an inch. If you can't tell, with the the, the camera is deceptive. So I, we went uh, and we, we we went to go talk to 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 this guy, uh, therapist, I guess. And I remember we went into the room, and um, back then, especially when my dad was in the in the service, you know, it 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 affects you. It makes you, you know. So he was. He had that bulldog in him. You know, you look at him and you're just like, I'm not messing with that guy. And, you know, I didn't have that, but I'm sitting next to him. So I'm like, all right, you can be tough. I got, I got to be tough too. What's up, man? So I'm like looking at the guy and we're just kind of mean mugging the guy. And I remember his reaction just kind of like, uh, so you guys want to talk about anything? And me, we looked at each other and we were like, no. And the guy was like, great. All right. <laughs> like, what else, what else do we do? So like, you know, I, I, and I remember, you know, mom, we, we, we went there and, and we stayed in there for like, maybe like, I don't know, from what I remember, it was like 30 minutes just talking to the guy and he was just trying to, you know, talk to us and like, give us some tools to talk to each other. But I remember from that point, I was like, you see, why would I come to someone for help when like, you can't even, you can't even talk to a 16 year old kid, like how, how egotistical and, and cocky of me. Right. But I carried that with me into adulthood. You know, and it wasn't until I came across, you know, other issues in my life and the depression where I needed to go sit down and talk to somebody because it got to the point where it was just like, if, if I don't do this, I, I don't know what's going to happen. And that's never a place you want to get to. I mean, self-care, and this is, this is a much broader topic than just mental and emotional health. And it's one of those things that I feel like I'm, I still have so much to learn about, mm. you know, it's like the whole deal of like when you're on an airplane and they tell you to put the oxygen mask on yourself first. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, especially as someone in a helping profession, mm. like being a pastor, th there's this feeling of like, well, I got, I got to help people. Yeah. But it's like a lot of time, but, it, but it's like, if you're not caring for yourself, if you're not taking care of yourself then you're, you're missing the boat. And I have to say that I, there are areas in which I'm still missing the boat yeah. and just talking about it, honestly, is just making me think like, okay, when it comes under the umbrella of self-care, because that investing in yourself, I, actually a pastor of a church once said the best gift he could give his staff was a fully vitalized him. Hmm. And I just wow. thought that was, I thought that was beautiful. The best wow. gift he could give his staff was a fully vitalized him. And it makes me think like the best gift I can give my family, my friends, this world is a fully vitalized Chris. And what does that look like? It looks what do you like think? I, I'm going to have to grow <laughs> a lot. Right. <laughs> I have, and honestly, I think it's part of the reason that I haven't prioritized it completely is because I, I tend to put my ladder up against the wrong wall. Mm. I tend to, I yeah. like even just talking about self-care yeah. is convicting right now yeah. be, for me, just because I don't often prioritize it. If I feel mm. good, then I, yeah. I, I tend to, 
I don't know what, what it is with human. I don't know if it's just like this with some humans. I think it's probably all humans, but we all have a tendency to lie to ourselves. Oh, and sometimes we lie to ourselves yeah. and say that we're worse than we really are. But we also sometimes lie to ourselves and say we're doing a lot better than we actually Absolutely. are. And I definitely do that in a lot of ways where, where unless somebody is actually helping me mirror back to me mm-hmm. how I'm doing, I'm like, I'm good. I'm yeah, better I'm, than good. I'm, I'm probably great. like the best. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, Katie, she, she definitely like, you know, we talk and, you know, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm in the thick of it and not focusing and paying attention, you know, self-care, anything like that, you know, she's like, Hey, gives me a little nudge. She's like, Hey you know, you're kind of operating this way. And I'm like, what do you mean? Me? Yeah. I'm like, what? Look at yourself. What are you talking about? And like, (laughs) I'm like, yo, what do you, you know, when she brings it to my attention, it's like, well, let's do it. Let's do a quick check real quick. Uh, Oh, wow. You're right. I am. And again, we go back to it. That's what the Lord does with us on a daily basis. How often do we pay attention? We pay attention when we want the revelation. We pay attention when we have something that we need done. We pay attention when we're waiting for, we got, we got our hands out. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. But we don't pay attention when we're sitting in the thick of it. We're wrestling with it. We're struggling with it. We're bombarding ourselves with that constant negative talk, negative speak. And let's say this, something that I've learned, uh, wife's pointed it out. Uh, you've, talked about it in, in, in certain certain uh, messages and when we continue to talk about ourselves negatively anything that you've got going on mentally it's just going to amplify it a million fold because you're already in the thick of it you're already down in the dumps depression right i'm speaking from experience depression already at the bottom of the barrel one little thing goes wrong you see, I, I knew it. I'm worthless. I'm nothing. I can't accomplish anything. Who's going to, nobody's going to come and rescue me. Why, why? And then we turn some of the Psalms. Why have you forsaken me? Right. Yeah. But that's not, that's, that's totally not the case. Yeah. Yeah. You, the, uh, God doesn't speak through condemnation and shame. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's one thing. Guilt says I did something wrong. Shame says I am something wrong. Mm. It's, wow. You know, there's a there's a big difference. That is a huge difference. And and God comes with, you know, that God's speaking to you when He brings a sense of conviction with hope. There's the possibility for change. There's transformation. You're in being invited into something better, because you, there's that sense of. I've I found that when God is inviting you into some into change, it's not fear-based it's out of love and so when whenever you're being shamed whenever we're shaming ourselves or being yeah. shamed by someone else or just feeling like like what you were saying i'm worthless all that kind of stuff it's just that, that does not have god as at, no. at as its source but if we convince ourselves that god is speaking to us like that like yeah i'm like david i'm so frustrated with you i can't Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anything I can, you know, yeah. d- do with you or whatever. Yeah. Then we'll t- tend to shy away from God yeah. and cut ourselves off from the source right. of life, yeah. which. You, which, you yeah. can't cut yourself off from the source because there's no, there's no life without the source. Right. I'm, that's 
Right. But that's, but that's what'll happen. Yeah. You, especially yeah. if you've had authority figures in your life that have spoken Man. some of those messages over you, <laughs> like you're less than, you're worthless, yep. you're this, you're that. Yep. The, tend, the tendency is to project those things onto God Absolutely. and think he must think the same as everybody else. Yeah. He and must. He doesn't. How many times, how many, <laughs> I don't know how many times in the Bible it says, you know, the Lord loves us. He's love. I just I, countless, right? And people, the word love, I think is, it's been perverted and tainted so many times. Overused. Overused, right? So it's like, you know, you hear that, okay, yeah, okay, the Lord is love. But like, it, but no, like that's, that's, that's what he is. And just because, just because the word love is being used doesn't mean that just like our parents here, they love you, mm -hmm. but sometimes they have to lay down the law. He's, yes. he's no different. Where do we get it from? Like, he's no different. Yes, I love you, but you need X, Y, and Z. And you're not going to get past what you're getting, what you need to get past without X, Y, and Z. So if you're not going to pay attention, I'm going to make these moves for you. And it's not going to feel good. Yeah. But it's going to help you. Yes. And it's going to pick you up from where you are. And move you to where I need you to be. Yes. And that in and of itself, when you think about that, and I'm, I'm sure many of you out there might feel the same way. I hear that and I'm like, but can we just avoid that part? And just the whole middle part, can you just take me from like where I am and then like skip all the other stuff and then go, all right, cool. I want the elevator off the mountain. <laughs> I want to, I want to hit the button. Yeah, straight to the top. Thank you. <laughs> no, but man, that's a, uh, well, just I gotta sit down and 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 uh and do some do some do some searching today, some soul searching today, because I didn't th I didn't think we'd be diving into 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 this, but man, I I said it uh on the last one uh about being our couple ones back about about feeling lost, right? And I think a part of that is knowing that there's something that needs to change, right? There's an issue going on and just suppressing that, yeah. right? Pushing that off to the side, sweeping it under the rug. And it's like, man, uh, you know, I said, I said, it's, it's, I feel like I'm lost and lost isn't the right word to describe it. And just like kind of putting that together with today, that's, yeah, that makes sense. You feel so lost inside of whatever it is, you know, especially on the mental side. It is just, it's debilitating sometimes, right? You, you, you're, in, you're in the middle of it, you're in the thick of it, and it's just like you, you want to do something, you want help from somewhere, but whether it's ego, pride, whatever it is, you stay stuck in it and you say, well, you know what? I've gotten this far. And again, this was me speaking. I've gotten this far. I figured it out before. I'm going to figure it out again. But what you don't ask yourself is how long can I do this? How long can I stay in this and continue to operate this way without everything coming to a head? So, yeah, man. look, thank you all for just joining us today. Yeah. Um, man, 
it's good stuff. I mean, it's it's good it's good stuff to focus on. Yeah, because it's like the best gift that you can give to the community around you is a fully vitalized you. And you asked, you asked, and, and, and we may need to, like you said, I think asking the question, what does fully vitalized mean? Yeah. What it I looks think different. That, I think that's a, a, probably another conversation, but because yeah. it includes physical, emotional mm-hmm. and spiritual and mental health. And what does it take to get healthy in all those arenas? That's an, that's another podcast. I think that's the next direction that we're going to go <laughs> for the, for Yeah. Cause we definitely, and we were talking before, you know, uh, health, everything yeah. like that, my injury, everything that we talked about previous and, and yeah. Well, there you go. That's going to be, uh, might even make a little, a little mini series on that and, uh, and kind of yeah. dive in and, and I think that'll help. I think that might help a lot of people. I, it's all, it's it's, me. It, I was going to say it helped me. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like, it's helping us. So yeah, Amen. We, lo- we, we love you guys. Absolutely. We love, uh, I, we don't, and I know I haven't said it, but we're, we're very, very appreciative of everyone who watches, um, the comments. Um, uh, you know, we just, the Lord lays something on our heart and we just want to share it with y'all. Um, and especially in today's space, uh, on social media, on every media, just with everything and just being bombarded with everything under the sun. Um, you know, again, we just want to create a space where people can come and just be able to feel at home uh, and listen and, and, you know, get the positive messages, the right word, instead of all the stuff that's out there. That's um, not, not, not at all what uh, the Lord has designed for us. So... <laughs> That being said, yeah. sir, if you don't mind praying for us and taking yeah. us out in a word of prayer. I'd, um, I just thank you for every person that's going to listen to this. And God, I lift all of us up to you. God, sometimes we're our own worst enemies. And so I pray any any limiting beliefs, any struggles, God, that you would give us breakthrough. We, you know we can't do it on our own. And God, thank you that you meet us exactly where we're at. So meet us, guide us, lead us, however you see fit. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So again, room to breathe. Back. The legendary Chris Russo. On Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) On Amazon, wherever. Um, But no, uh, definitely pick it up. And, you know, uh, we talked about it before. Um, You know, I I think we're going to stay on this topic um, for a couple episodes after after our our guest uh, next episode. Um, We'll we'll stay on on this topic. But, um, you know, through all the chapters in here, uh, we feel like this is just uh, a good place to kind of grab from. Uh, and, and talk about because all these lies, you know, like you said, you've told yourself, we all tell ourselves uh, at some point in time. Um, it's just, it, it, it's good. Definitely, definitely pick it up, give it a read. Um, and, uh, you know, as we go along, you follow along in the chapters and hopefully, you know, it touches you uh, and that you can gain something from it and, uh, and just help on your walk. So we love you. Um, go out there for the rest of your week uh, and enjoy spread love always. Um, like we say on here, just, you never know, you know, what you can do for someone, uh, a simple hi, a smile, um, you know, to a loved one, tell someone you love them. 
uh, you don't know what people are going through, especially uh, with this subject of mental health. Um, that is something that you don't always see, right? It's not it's not something that you can phys- physically, uh, you know, touch, see, feel, right? Um, so definitely speak to people, see how someone's doing, uh, and you know, you can save a life. So we love you. Have a great week. Like, comment, subscribe, share, send this out to everybody.